Audible Inc. presents Her Royal Spiness, written by Reese Bowen, narrated by Catherine Kelgren. Chapter One Castle Rannoch, Perthshire, Scotland, April 1932. There are two disadvantages to being a minor royal. First, one is expected to behave as befits a member of the ruling family without being given the means to do so. One is expected to kiss babies, open fates, put in an appearance at Balmoral suitably kilted, and carry trains at weddings. Ordinary means of employment are frowned upon. One is not, for example, allowed to work on the cosmetics counter at Harrods, as I was about to find out. When I venture to point out the unfairness of this, I am reminded of the second item on my list. Apparently, the only acceptable destiny for a young female member of the House of Windsor is to marry into another of the royal houses that still seem to litter Europe, even though there are precious few reigning monarchs these days. It seems that even a very minor Windsor, like myself, is a desirable commodity for those wishing a tenuous alliance with Britain at this unsettled time. I am constantly being reminded that it is my duty to make a good match with some half-lunatic, buck-toothed, chinless, spineless, and utterly awful European royal, thus cementing ties with a potential enemy. My cousin Alex did this, poor thing. I have learned from her tragic example. I suppose I should introduce myself before I venture any further. I am Victoria Georgiana Charlotte Eugenie, daughter of the Duke of Glengarry and Rannoch, known to my friends as Georgie. My grandmother was the least attractive of Queen Victoria's daughters, who consequently never managed to snare a Romanov or a Kaiser, for which I am truly grateful, and I expect she was too. Instead, she was hitched to a dreary Scottish baron who was bribed with a dukedom for taking her off the old Queen's hands. In due time, she dutifully produced my father, the second duke, before succumbing to the sort of diseases brought on by inbreeding and too much fresh air. I never knew her. I never met my fearsome Scottish grandfather either, although the servants claim that his ghost haunts Castle Rannoch, playing the bagpipes on the ramparts, which in itself is strange, as he couldn't play the bagpipes in life. By the time I was born at Castle Rannoch, the family seat even less comfortable than Balmoral, my father had become the second duke and was busy working his way through the family fortune. My father, in turn, had done his duty and married the daughter of a frightfully correct English earl, she gave birth to my brother, looked around at her utterly bleak highland surroundings, and promptly died. Having secured an heir, my father then did the unthinkable and married an actress, my mother. Young men like his uncle Bertie, later King Edward VII, were allowed, even encouraged, to have dalliances with actresses, but never to marry them. However, since Mother was Church of England and came from a respectable, if humble, British family at the time when the storm clouds of the Great War were brewing in Europe, the marriage was accepted. Mother was presented to Queen Mary, who declared her remarkably civilised for someone from Essex. The marriage didn't last, however. Even those with less zip and zest than my mother could not tolerate Castle Rannoch for long. The moan of the wind through the vast chimneys, coupled with the tartan wallpaper in the loo, had the effect of producing almost instant depression, or even insanity. It's amazing, really, that she stuck it out for as long as she did. I think the idea of being a duchess appealed to her in principle. 
It was only when she realized that being married to a duke meant spending half the year in Scotland that she decided to bolt. I was two at the time. Her first bolt was with an Argentinian polo player. Many more bolts have followed, of course. The French racing driver, so tragically killed in Monte Carlo, the American film producer, the dashing explorer, and most recently, I understand, a German industrialist. I see her from time to time when she flits through London. Each time there is more makeup and more exotic and expensive hats as she tries desperately to cling on to those youthful looks that made men fight over her. We kiss cheek to cheek and talk about the weather, clothing, and my marriage prospects. It's like having tea with a stranger. Luckily, I had a kind nanny, so my upbringing at Castle Rannoch was lonely, but not too terrible. Occasionally, I was whisked away to stay with my mother when she was married to someone suitable in a healthy part of the world, but she really wasn't cut out for motherhood.